Welcome to SDG Lessons from the Northlands, a podcast produced by the UMIA Network for Future Global Leaders. Hello again and welcome to a new episode of SDG Lessons from UMIA. Today we're sitting with Mr. Shahid Malik. Shahid, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. How's the weather for you today? Oh, weather and sunlight, like the shortest day of the year. Thankfully not the coldest. Yes, it was kind of warm today, right? Mm. Relatively warm. Yeah, relatively warm for us in Umeå, in Sweden. It is about minus two degrees. <laughs> This is true. So, uh, Shahid, uh, tell us a bit about yourself for our listeners. Why are we with you today? So, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so um, so my name is Shahid Malik, as you said, I'm from, originally I'm from Pakistan, and I was born in the UK, so my nationality is British, but uh, in my heart, my home is still Pakistan, because <laughs> that's where I grew up, that's where I studied, uh, and then I went from there to China for five years when I was 20 or 21 for medical um studies uh, finished in 2011 and from there I went to the UK worked there for nine years in the healthcare industry in a GP practice and orthodontic practice uh, and then after that I applied for a master's program to take things forward and that's why I'm here that's a lot to unpack it's <laughs> very interesting so you've been to China yep. and you are a doctor yep so you're a medical doctor Yes. All right. And how did China get involved in your formation? Because I didn't get admission in Pakistan. Okay. <laughs> I see. And, and how was China for you? China was really good. China, looking back, China is, uh, is actually nicer in hindsight than it was when I was there because it's really hard to, um, to learn Chinese. So mm -hmm. for the first, I think, four months, we were really lost to the... The text is in Chinese, people don't speak English much, even in big cities like Beijing and Shanghai. Uh, we were in a city called Xi'an where the terracotta warriors are. Mm. So, yeah, and we, and we went to see them, it was awesome. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, it took us four months to learn Chinese, Mandarin. And four months to learn Mandarin? Yes. Four months? Well, when I say learn, I mean basic. So we, okay. could, we could ask for directions, we could say, uh, we could... Um, ask how much something is and maybe count to 20, 30, etc. But not uh, read a newspaper or anything like that. Right. So you were from Pakistan, you are from Pakistan, mm -hmm. you went to the UK, Yep. then to China as well? No, uh, sorry, I'm from Pakistan. Uh, I was, I've, I've lived there, my whole life was there and then from there I went to China. I just happened to be born in, in UK because my father was training. Yes, that's one thing I missed up. My father's a surgeon and mm -hmm. he was training oh. as uh, a general surgeon in the UK. And during that time he was born there. When he finished his training, then he went back. Mm -hmm. So it was just a chance coincidence. So a man of the world. Very cool. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now you're here in Sweden. Yep. How, this, how did this happen? How does a doctor from UK and China and Pakistan comes <laughs> to Sweden and study a master's program? So in the UK, I was uh, I was working in a field that's related to medicine, but not actually doing medicine myself. So I was in a 
uh, a GP practice and I was handling, uh, you could say the public health side of things. So their uh, targets that they have been given, running searches on their patient database, uh, collecting uh, stats and figures and then reporting them, them back to the NHS and other mm. public health agencies. Mm-hmm. And then the practices get reimbursed on that. So that's really important. Um, I, I was there for six years. And then for another year and a half or two years, I was at, uh, at an orthodontic practice um, trying to change something, go into management. But then after about two years, I realized it's, uh, it's, it's not for me. Uh, yeah, I just so thought, what the orthodontics or no the the med- business side of things. Mm-hmm. So I I wanted to get back into the, the medical side. Yes, to actually do something related directly to medicine. Uh huh. Um, and then rather than pick up dust off my textbooks and start from scratch, where I um, I say wasted, but my colleagues say it's still experience, which is useful, mm-hmm. uh, which I kind of now see. Uh, so anyway, after having used up, let's say, seven years, nine years, mm-hmm. uh, in un, in in things unrelated to medicine, I then uh, decided to do a master's in public health because it would number one increase the the academic level that I'm on, and number two, it would allow me to get associated with medicine again. Mm. Great. And why Sweden? Why not UK? Uh, why not Sweden? So uh, Sweden was offering, and a number of other European countries were offering master's programs which were tuition-free for EU students. And um, <clears throat> that was the biggest appeal when I was applying uh, because I didn't want to be a burden on anyone else. My parents of- offered to fund the whole um, uh, degree, whatever the costs were, so I wouldn't have to worry. Um, so I wouldn't have to work and kind of uh, not focus as much on studies. But... Um, yeah, I wanted to reduce the burden as much as possible, so I was looking at tuition-free universities. Sweden was one of them, Germany was another country, um, and I was applying towards late summer of the year. So Sweden and Germany were the only ones that were actually uh, accepting new applications, mm-hmm. and then I got into Sweden. Very interesting. So mm. one, two, three, four, four countries so far. Yes. Yes. Four. Hang on. Yes, yes, so far, including Sweden. Very interesting. If you count visits, then Malaysia is there as well, and Portugal. Mm. Oh, another world, indeed. <laughs> Very nice. So, how have you found Yumia so far? The experience here in Yumia compared to your experience in China, in Pakistan, and United Kingdom? <laughs> how has that been for you? you Umio has been... Umio has been very different, actually. All of the cities mm-hmm. I've lived in They've all been very different from each other. So in the UK, I was in London. And London's very big. I mean, one of the biggest, I guess, in the world. Uh, And it's extremely fast-paced and busy. And people are doing their own thing. So nobody's got time. Um, Pakistan itself is is a bit the opposite. Too much the opposite, actually. (laughs) A bit of the extreme of the opposite so relaxed people are yeah way too much yeah. way too much okay. too, too relaxed mm-hmm. there is something that's too relaxed <laughs> so um, yeah so the productivity as a as a result is very low uh, expectations are low and everything mm-hmm. and then um, China was a bit of both so people have their freedoms but also don't have their freedoms so you can do whatever you want as long as you don't interfere uh, with anything to do with um 
it's too much to do with news or too much to do with politics. Um, you can't directly access them as such. Uh, but Umiya over here, it's again, it's different. It's a very small town. It's a university town. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are really, really friendly. The The climate is something that was really something that's new. I've, I've never been in a place that's this cold. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, not, not in a bad way. I mean, it's a new experience. It's, experience it's, definitely. It's, yeah, everything is something new to, to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And what are you studying here in Numia specifically? Uh, specifically, it's a master's program in public health, um, specializing in epidemiology. All right. And I have applied to switch to health economics rather than epidemiology. What does this program entail for someone that doesn't know anything about public health and health economics or epidemiology? How would you describe it to them? So, if I had to ELI 5 it, explain mm-hmm. it like I'm 5. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Reddit. Um, hashtag Reddit, yes. Um, I think the easiest explanation would be a doctor looks after some a doctor looks after individual people uh, and somebody in public health, they look after the whole community. Mm-hmm. That community could be a city, that community could be a region, like a province or a state, um, entire country, um, or even globally, something like the United Nations or WHO. Uh, where they run programs and, and such standards across the world. I think that's the, in a nutshell, that's, that's yeah, that's the difference. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Very good. Learning. Uh, okay, I see. Now, what would you expect it to do, or what were your skills that we would be after graduating from this program? So, after graduating, the skill set we are trying to, uh, so the skill set we're hoping to acquire is... Um, to be able to carry out studies or understand studies or utilize second-hand data to, uh, to analyze and, and come up with inferences of, number one, what the situation is at the moment, and number two, how can we change the situation. And where health economics comes in, health economics uh, comes in is how to change the situation in the most cost-effective way. Mm-hmm. So, how would you bring the biggest change to the biggest amount of people? Again, that's that's simplifying it. But would you be okay working in the private sector again? After yes, doing the masters. Yes, of course. So, my uh, guiding principle is to do something that would change social determinants mm-hmm. uh, for as many people as possible, mm-hmm. because the um, people who People who have opportunities or facilities don't really appreciate how much they make a difference uh, as those who don't have them. Because where one person is struggling, for example, myself, if I'm struggling with, oh, what kind of master's degree do I do? Another person in another part of the world is struggling with, how do I get enough food today to feed my children? And mm-hmm. education and healthcare is not even a priority. On, I mean, it's not even on the horizon. So. It, it makes a huge difference and if you increase the social determinants, it increases so many other factors in the quality of life mm-hmm. of, of people. And that would incidentally uh, lead us to work uh, for or pro uh, many sustainable development goals that have been established throughout the last years, right? Yes, we, we've briefly covered the sustainable development goals. Well, we have covered them and done a project on them. Um, I haven't actually sat down and read each one in detail, but yes, it does on the surface, it seems. Um, that's what they're trying to address as well. Mm-hmm. Very good. 
Now, Shahid, one more thing. I, I, it's to my understanding that you were part of the Noble Week Dialogue 2019 in Gothenburg just a couple of weeks ago. Yes. How Sergio, was that experience? I went with you on the train. <laughs> <laughs> night train, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, the night train. And it was so... <laughs> if anyone is thinking of taking a night train, get the sleeper bed. At thing. least from Yumia to Gothenburg, yes. Not the, tra- not the seats. Not the seats, definitely. <laughs> Uh, that was uh, really, uh, again, it was a new experience. It was really good. Um, overall, the uh, the organization of it, the well, it was free to attend as well. Mm-hmm. So that's another. I couldn't <laughs> believe it that we could go, and we it, it was something quite historic. So I, I don't know if we'd be free again next year at the same time to attend, or even if it's happening next year. I don't know. Did it it will. Twenty twenty Stockholm and free. Okay, that's good. I mm-hmm. thought it was every four years, like the Olympics or something. Oh. Okay, so so um, yeah, it was a new experience. We went there. Um, learn. I think I learned more from the organization than from the actual talks, which is some, which is which sounds really harsh. But because I, I, my own understanding is that because admission was free, the level of talks was not that complex, so that people were able to understand it easier. Um, because I felt, or maybe it's because we were in, enrolled. We are enrolled in a public health program that we were already quite, um, what's the word, academically on that level of, mm-hmm. of thinking along those lines, thinking globally, as it were, mm-hmm. rather than thinking on smaller terms in terms of houses or cities. Um, but yes, there, there were some things to learn uh, about. Uh, the, the whole program was on uncertainty, so mm-hmm. the topic, I believe, was into the unknown. And some of the talks, especially the talk on... Uh, AI, uh, I found quite interesting, as well as the talk on risk illiteracy, uh, because yeah, there, there was there was quite a few things to learn from them. We'll do a whole episode about these uh, noble week about later on, but this was like a good preview of it. So Shahid, thank you very much for joining us today. We hope to have you here back to talk more about health economics in the future and mm, see how that you. relates to the sustainable development goals. And okay. thank you very much. Have a no great worries. day. Thanks, thanks very much for having me. Hope you enjoyed the burgers. (laughs) Bye.